welcome to uh, a new video and this is my second episode uh, looking at classic rock from 1970. Uh, I am keeping going with this, uh, I have interspersed it with other videos but here I'm going to uh, draw on a, a few more albums from that year, give my two pennyworth about them and uh, hopefully uh, you'll appreciate it. So let's get started with the, the first, uh, it's John Barleycorn Must Die uh, by the English band Traffic and it was their fourth and it marked the band's comeback after a brief disbandment which enabled one Steve Winwood to get into a, a, a new project with uh, one Eric Clapton and uh, Ginger Baker. Uh, but they only managed one album and then they fell apart. And then Steve Winwood decided to get back in the studio ostensibly to make his first solo album. However, uh, this uh, became a traffic album, uh, possibly to help with sales. Wood and Capaldi are involved with limited contributions, but in essence, uh, the authorship's authorship and basic playing is all courtesy of Stevie Winwood. I have to confess, I haven't listened to this album much in the passing 50 odd years, um, basically because it, it really didn't get me by the throat. Um, it's, uh, I had a problem uh, really memorizing any of it, uh, uh, but I've come back to it to do this review uh, and I'm probably a little bit more savvy about the tracks now. Let's get started with track one, Glad, uh, which featured on uh, Stevie Winwood and Eric Clapton's tour a few years back. Uh, it's a very jazzy avant-garde number with the horns, uh, which takes you sort of a million miles away, really, from classic rock. A repeated listens and you do hear the class seeping through and the honky piano by Steve is definitely impressive. Next up is Freedom Rider. Here Steve gets to sing uh, in tandem with a sax that washes around the piano driven uh, rhythm. And Wood's flute is, uh, is also prominent. Uh, it conjures up a bit of a hippie event feeling uh, and uh, all that experimentation. Track three's empty pages. A great soulful voice from Winwood. Uh, bristling piano and organ. Uh, driving rimmer, but nothing out of the ordinary. Over then to side two. Stranger to himself. Again, piano prominent. prominent uh, and a little bit of guitar. Uh, but it's in small doses on this album. Next up's the title track. It's regarded as a highlight. It's got a nice acoustic vocal togetherness. Folk-like, really, with Wood's flute popping up from behind the clouds and a, a very Jeffro Tullis-like vocal progressive feel, I thought. But it's an old Scottish ballad that Stevie dug out and arranged in a very creative and moving way. It's got a medieval-sounding acoustic guitar and that ominous flute backing it. And then we get to Every Mother's Son, a nice melody with a tinge of lead guitar throughout. The keyboard's uh, prominent and Steve's vocal is the highlight, soulful as ever really. 
the organ takes over mid through uh, this lengthy seven minute cut that covers it uh, well summary well it, it's uh, it's not let forward that much in the 50 years it's uh, obviously a project that uh, Windward was uh, pretty into but it, it, it misses a few uh, areas I think and the, the problem is that the melodies on some of the tracks don't catch on that much uh, and he was probably just getting started uh, before he moved on to his uh, solo career with much more impressive releases and maybe one day I'll re 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 review those. So, not bad, but nothing particularly uh, stinging out in, at you. Uh, and let's move on. I mentioned in that first uh, effort, uh, the traffic John Mar Barley Cormos by and referred to Winwood working with Clapton in Blind Faith. Next up, I'm going to do Eric Clapton's uh, first solo album. Now, of course, Cream were history. Uh, Blind Faith had been and gone quickly. And although Eric uh, got involved with Delaney and Bonnie and was on one of their albums, possibly two, uh, and he hadn't yet uh, uh, stri stri strided onto Strode. Sorry, the English, not too good there. Strode onto what was to become Derek and the Dominoes. This was the first album, really, where we saw and heard uh, Eric Clapton as a singer. He'd done the on track with Cream and also a little with Blind Faith. But uh, this one, co-written with Delaney Bramlett, seven of the 11 tracks, and the Delaney and Bonnie band uh, were pretty involved in this record. There were still elements of blues and rock and roll in here, but it was hidden beneath sort of some layers of gospel, a bit of R&B, country and pop that flourished. And the pop element of the album, I believe, was the strongest uh, of the many elements. Uh, and also playing on the album uh, were credits for one Steve Stills, Leon Russell and uh, three of the dominoes. Bobby Whitlock, Gore, uh, Jim Gordon and Cara Dow, who later uh, joined Clapton in making those uh, Derek and the Dominoes albums. Or was it just one? So that's a brief picture of this uh, album, just called Eric Clapton. And now let's go uh, through the tracks. Slunky, which is an instrumental, I love it. It's very jazz though. Slick guitar breaks, uh, then to Bad Boy, uh, where we get a taste of Black uh, Clapton's vocals. And not bad, really. Uh, they got better, but not a bad intro. A lot of horns on this and keyboards, and it's got a very blues, funky rhythm. Then Lonesome About a Long Way From Home uh, comes next. Exquisite guitar on this, uh, right up front with those majestic horns again. And it's got gospel harmonies in there. Track four is After Midnight, of course, written by J.J. O'Cale. It's a classic. And uh, Clapton made it all his own classic with uh, a speedy interpretation 
uh, if you uh, haven't heard the original, get to. Uh, I love the gospel so singer sound on this. Uh, almost sound like a, an early Eagles. And then the picking solos uh, are absolutely superb. Uh, and of course it became a regular on his live set. Easy Now is a Harrison-style ba ballad, George that is, very easy on the ear, and then the majestic blues power, which became a standard at Derek and the Domino's live shows, and it's terrific, co-written with Leon Russell, uh, expanded into a uh, virtually a 15-minute uh, classic on that live album. It's wonderfully constructed, and if you want to hear top, uh, class blues rock then just stick that on Ryan starts after that it's a rocker it's got some rich ingredients and was also used l on live shows loving you loving me uh, nice horns a gentle melody here uh, but they don't all together mix that well but I do like the song next told you for the last time some wailing harmonies here. It's got a honky style country blues. Don't know why it's up next. It's got a big band sound, but still retaining that blues style. And then the closer, possibly the best on the album, Let It Rain. Uh, five minutes plus here, great chorus. And Eric takes us through his full repertoire on the fretboard. Uh, there was some overdubs on this, of course. But it's a, it's a tremendous piece of work. And so that's it. First solo album. And it has to be said, it was a pretty good one at that. Overlooked by most. Um, God forbid why. I absolutely love it. And uh, I hope you get to listen to it. There will be, of course, uh, a link to the YouTube uh, audio, as I do with all my videos now. Take advantage of it. That's it. Eric Clapton, first solo. Right, moving on. This is the third offering on this episode two of Classic Albums. Uh, I'm having some problems with fitting these into the correct genres, uh, but uh, probably a near enough right. This is Mad Shallows, the second album by Motla Hoople. Uh, Hoople were principally uh, Ian Hunter on lead vocals, uh, piano, and rhythm guitar and Mick Rouse on lead guitar uh, backing vocals uh, and uh, then the uh, rhythm section there will be a uh, a slide uh, to uh, sift over for the other band band members and uh, this album uh, what can I say about it it's got some good tracks on it but it it it's it's almost experimental. It's it's it falls well short, I think, of some of their later materials. But you could see the talent was there. Um, we get started with possibly the outstanding track on the album, written by Rouse, called Thunderbuck Ram. There's a gentle intro on guitar, and then it's an out and out rocker. Nice piano, and the guitar touches. Uh, are great and it bridges well before the smash and grab rock bash next up is no wheels to ride another five and a minute plus strong it's pleasant enough rock ballad uh, uh, hunter's voice is very very ideal for that style of song 
It's got a neat solo from Rouse and the throaty voice from Hunter uh, mixed with piano and organ. Uh, it's pretty memorable. You Are One of Us is a piano uh, rocker locked into Hunter's vocals. It's a not a rocker, it's a slow rock blues. Uh, okay, Walk with, uh, Walking with a Mountain uh, wraps up side one. It's just a standard rock and roll song. Uh, I don't like the vocal on this either. And there's a, a reference to Jumping Jack Flash by Hunter, which we could have well done without. And I can feel this is a seven minute opus, organ piano intro into Hunter's soulful voice. And there's some gospel-like backing vocals that I thought were probably uncredited, but I might be wrong. It rouses itself at the back end into a soulful uh, rock, rock ballad. Uh, it's okay. The Fred of Iron, written by Ralph, is next up. It's got a jocular country pop American feel. Uh, it evolves into a rock and roll piano fest at the alto with roaring guitar. I found it all a bit messy and over the top. When My Mind's Gone is another slow uh, ballady song with the piano intro going on forever. Uh, Hunter sounding more and more like Dylan. Uh, and, but it's got a soul feel which keeps you uh, alert, I guess. And that was about it. Uh, as I say, there will be a slide. Um, it's got its moments, but it's hardly classic, although it's in the classic rock mould. Get to listen to it. It's called Mad Shallows, and it's by Mott the Hoople. I would like to say that when, uh, in later life, uh, Ian Hunter went solo... He made some terrific solo albums, and I might get round to re renewing them uh, later. Turn of the millennium, they were, though. Offering on this episode two is another English band called Argent, and I'm going to review their debut. And they did have a minor hit single off this album called Liar. Of course, uh, the name of the band was... Um, the same name as the uh, leader of the band, Rod Argent. And we were familiar with him because he was a zombie. And of course, he wrote the absolutely idyllic She's Not There. Rod, of course, on organ, electric, piano and vocals. And he was joined by one Russ Ballard on guitar and vocals, whose contributions were significant. Uh, there is a slide with the band details. And I'm going to rush through this one pretty quickly. Uh, I have listened to it a couple of times. It's uh, it's not it's it leans towards prog rock uh, a bit, uh, but it's got half a foot in uh, classic rock as well, or just rock. Like Honey opens up a gentle rock song that introduces to the classy musicians, and it's got a touch of soul with lully fine back. Background, goat background vocals. Let's get it out. But the next track called "Liar," that minor hit, um, is worth listening to. It packs a soul blues vocal from Ballard, and there's a bellowing chorus, intricate piano and, and guitars that mix together between the verses. It's uh, certainly uh, one of the best songs on here. Be free, uh, pleasant enough, soft organ-led, uh, soft rock song. Um, some of the thrills reminded me of early Queen. That's the only uh, comparison. 
to be honest. Uh, Schoolgirl is next up. Another ballad song. Uh, the others all written by uh, Argent. Nice piano melody develops into a jazz style at the bridge. Uh, the vocals mm, inspired by some guys called the Beach Boys, I thought. And then the standout, uh, the last track on the first side, Dance in the Smoke. This has got a sort of spiral organ lead, which goes into the vocals. Uh, again, there's some Beach Boy elements uh, on the chorus. Mellow and classy, I wrote. And there's also a, a nudge to prog rock uh, with ballads guitar to the fore. Uh, Argent shows off his organ playing skills, another uh, in, indication of the progressive rock seeping in. And it builds to a nice climax. Pretty good song, though. I was uh, far, far more disappointing, I felt, uh, than the first. Lonely Hard Road, road starts us off. It's got strains of jazz on it uh, with ballads, tasty guitar licks. The feeling inside starts with a church organ type intro, but there's a forgettable montage of keys, keyboards and high-pitched vocals, uh, and it becomes very repetitive, I thought. Uh, next up is Freefall. Nothing too memorable about this. Uh, it's a poor attempt at Crosby, Stills, Nash harmonies, I felt. And then Stepping Stone, uh, slight improvement here, but still very aimless, the beat, with tinges of jazz uh, in, in, interspersed with the more uh, plodding beat. Ballard's work is tasteful, but uh, too brief, I felt. And then the finale, Bring Your Joy, uh, same piano sort of intro to those wailing vocals again. But it's not uh, Anderson from Yes or anything like that. Uh, genre more prone to prog, I've written, with a feel for jazz. But Argent does shine on this track as we creep slowly to the finish line. So there we have it. A quick bounce through four uh, classic rock albums from 1970. As I say, there will be uh, music links in the description. And of course, I'd love to get your comments from any of the, you who know these albums uh, and maybe put me right on some of the negativity that uh, was quite pronounced in this video. Uh, there will be a third. Uh, can't promise it for this month, though. So that's my lot. Bye.